What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Welcome back, I should say. Took a little bit of a hiatus because I had the COVID. I'll get into all of that. But if you're listening to the podcast for the very first time, welcome. I'm a stand-up comedian. Travels all around, all around the country. Based out of Chicago, Illinois, though. And you could uh, check out all my stand-up on YouTube. Or most of it, at least. Give, give that shit a whirl. And uh, these podcasts are about 30 minutes long. Me rocking solo. I do got a Patreon, so big shout out to the Patreon subscribers. You guys are amazing. Uh, I got a bunch of bonus stuff on there that you all enjoy. If you're not a member, hop on for as little as $3 a month. Get some bonus podcasts, some blogs, some other good old uh, garbage, I guess. No, it's not garbage. It's fun shit. Anyways, um, so thank you. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I miss you guys. It's been so long. I think the last one I re- released was, what, December 18th or 17th or some shit? Yeah, I got I got the COVID, everyone. So uh, you know, be careful out there. Uh, this new variant, Omicron or some shit. It's way more contagious. Luckily, not nearly as severe. I didn't lose my taste or smell. Uh, you know how I found that out? You go to the condiment section of your refrigerator. If you could smell mustard, you got you got your sense of smell. Because that shit's that'll you know, that'll give you a little punch in the nostrils syrup too those were the first two i grabbed syrup and mustard i'm like oh, i can smell all this shit i can smell it i'm good right but i had a wicked cough that's still kind of lingering and uh just felt like just like ugh, you know that was that was the shit i was going through and you know there's the the hospitals are, are getting uh, pretty crazy again so just do, do what you can that's, that's all i got to say about that i'm not gonna preach you get the preaching all the time Everything you, you open up is people preaching at you. You don't need that here. Let's have some fun with some shit, right? So what did I miss? What did I miss? You guys have a good Christmas? Uh, I don't know when Hanukkah ends. No one does. Uh, it's good. Still be going for all I know. Are the eight nights in a row? Jewish listeners, let me know. I have no idea. Kwanzaa, I found out that people don't actually even like it. I don't know. Or, or some people like it. Um, so I, I've, I don't know. I saw a bunch of posts recently from black friends of mine going, actually, Kwanzaa started by a piece of shit. We're good on Christmas. So I was like, all right, whatever. Um, but yeah, New Year's Eve. I hope you had a good New Year's Day. All that stuff. It's 2022 now. If, if you're looking for motivation and you're off to a slow start, who gives a fuck? I really have always been a big advocate for, you know, you're, you're not married to the calendar. You know, people like to do sober October or sober January. You don't need to. I, I've never thought to myself, like, especially October. I know Sober October was a popular thing, and I'm convinced it's because it kind of rhymes. Dude, let's do Sober October. In my head, I'm like, fuck that, okay? October is a great drinking month, right? Especially if you live in a part of the country that has four seasons. Fall, that Christmas in the air, NFL football season's in full swing. You got the baseball playoffs, right? now. Halloween, that's a good month for some drinking. I like a good transition month, you know, and January also like it's a dark, cold ass month. You don't want to throw back some whiskey. The fuck are you doing? So, I'm. but here's the thing. I do think it's a good idea to take 30 days off of drinking. But again, it doesn't have to be the, the month you could do from January 22nd to February 22nd, right? You missed the Super Bowl, though. So I think that's dumb, but you could do. You know, April 5th to May 5th. It doesn't, I actually think of a mile, but there's, see, we were pretty good with how we spread out our holidays. So you really couldn't take a month off. My point is, though, you could find a 30 day thing. You could even do 16 days 
go nuts on day 17 and then start another 16 days. I just, I never understood this idea that like you were, you have to do what the calendar says and, and you go by the calendar. Fuck that. If you have something in your life, you want to change about yourself, something you want to improve, a new skill you want to learn, you know, break some bad habits, all that kind of jazz. Start when you feel comfortable. You don't have to do it January 1st. You could have started December. You could wait a little bit. You could be thinking to yourself, you know what? I'm still coming. I'm unwinding from the holidays. I wanted to start eating better. I did. And I wasn't going to wait till January 1st. I was going to start, you know, December 26th. Then I got COVID. You know, when you're sick, you eat like a fucking pig and you're entitled to. I was literally like candy. I'll eat candy. What do we got? Honey buns, cupcakes, pumpkin pie. Let's shove it all down there. I'm going to cough every now and then. So again, if you're you're a regular listener, you kind of, you know, the cadence of my voice. New listeners don't think, oh, this guy nervously running out of breath. No, I got a fucking cough that's still lingering. Uh, But that's always been the case for me. You know, I didn't get sick at all in 2020. No, that's not true. Um, But I didn't get COVID. So since from the start of the pandemic, that's what I was saying to people. I'm like, I haven't gotten sick. And normally every year I get a really bad cold that I get a cough for like almost a month. And so I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm liking these masks because I would feel like I wasn't getting sick. I wasn't touching dirty people. I wasn't going to scummy places, you know? So, uh, actually that's not true. Pretty much most of the bars and pubs I go to have a little scumbaggishness to them. It's a charm. It's a charming thing. You know, you go into a nice pub, a nice bar, you go into the men's room and you think to yourself, whew, there is all kinds of diseases running up and down these walls but I can't wait to get back out there and grab another drink because this place is fun, right? You got that going for you. Betty White, everybody. Betty White is dead. She fucking killed herself. Can you believe that? 99 years old, committed suicide. I don't know if you heard. It's all over the news today. They they did an autopsy and they they found a, a letter. You know, nobody was looking for a letter, but they found a letter. And uh, she was just like, can't do it anymore. Can't do it. And uh, it's sad, you know, because she was such an amazing person. I'm kidding. She didn't kill herself. Uh, She died of natural causes, as you do at 99. But damn, I love Betty White. Everyone loved Betty White. And that's why everyone's taking it like, oh, man. No one's, I don't think anyone was taking it hard, hard. Because, again, she was 99. It wasn't, like, super unexpected. But the timing of it was crazy. Because even though I just said don't be one of those people that, like, is a married to the calendar but everyone hated 2021 apparently too um i don't know that's just something that I, I i can never really get behind to hate a whole year that's a new phenomenon that's been going on since 2016 i feel like where everyone's just like this fucking fuck off 2018 fuck off 2019 fuck, i was just like it's not the year's fault that things didn't work out for you it's weird to blame the calendar so i've got a lot of calendar talk today everyone i mentioned earlier you could start your diet whenever you want. It doesn't have to be the first of the month. All that shit. You want to get better? Do it at your speed. Don't be, you know. And also, if it's a bad year, <coughs> don't blame the fucking calendar. Right? Because, so, like, you know, was all 12 months shit for you? Then I guess you could say fuck that year. But it's it's weird to be like, that whole fucking year sucked. I don't like saying it because I'm sure someone out there is like, I had a good time. I'm sorry you didn't. Well, well, why you got to make me feel bad, though? Because you fucked things up. I don't know. Look, the things in the world are still not great. Um, so I understand everyone being like, fuck off 2021. But the timing of Betty White's death 
By the way, I still got this cough. It's gonna it's gonna fuck up my uh, my whole rhythm here. But the timing of Betty White's death was a little bit like what New Year's Eve? Isn't she turning hundred? She's turning hundred in a couple weeks. Damn, fuck Betty. What's cool though about it though is everyone's sharing all these great clips of her from the last 80 years you know she's been on television since like i don't know the 30s or something like that or 40s you, you see a young betty white oh betty oh baby what is up dude if i was her age even if i wasn't but say say i met betty white when she was in her 20s i'd be flirting with her hard man you know i'd be like you're gonna go see a fucking you're gonna go see a, a film i think they call them films i don't know I'll go take you to, to a sock hop and then afterwards I'll make your socks hop. You know what I mean? And she'd be like, I don't, I don't get that at all. I'm like, you fucking get it. Give her a wink. You know, the wink was big. The wink's still big, but the wink, you gave a woman a wink in the forties. Wet almost, almost instantly. That's that's, they were outlawed in some towns. They were like one time someone winked and they were like, Hey, there was a woman across the street. Did you think about that before you winked? It was a, it was a big thing. The, the, the wink had power. And then it just got played out, but it didn't didn't affect people the way it did back then. You know, like during the, in the 40s, say some guy winked at your wife while you were off at war. Whew, when you got back, you were like, I did not just fight the Germans for you to fucking wink at my wife, you piece of shit. And then and then there was violence. Violence ensued. But yeah, Betty White, you, you that's wink worthy. You'd risk that punch to the face from, you know, but you got to get that wink in. But yeah, she's nice. nice. Look, one of those. They wore sweaters a lot, these women back then. They wore these like tight little sweaters, I feel like, that, um, you know, perked up the boobs a little bit. A lot of perkiness. I'd say the women in the 40s had, had, a, had a perky vibe. I feel like they were always bouncing, too. They'd walk in and be like, hey, gentlemen. And they had like a bounce. Not like twerking. I'm talking like a shoulder, but like a whole body bounce, you know, where they're like, Kind of doing one of those. So if you people listening on audio, you got to check out the YouTube version because I did a real, I'll be honest, what I did was pretty cute. I'm doing some cute shit right now. I need a haircut. That's why I'm rocking a Beatles hat. I'm wearing my Michael Jordan fucking sweatshirt too. Got a, I got a good vibe going right now during this podcast. But it makes me think to myself, and I would like to ask you guys, you guys could hit me up on this. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Joe Kilgallen Pod. Comment on the YouTube. And what was the first celebrity death that really kind of fucked you up? You know what I mean? The first celebrity death where when you heard so-and-so died, you were like, no, no fucking way. And it kind of just, it got you like a gut punch. I'll tell you who it was for me. Chris Farley. I mean, there's been several. I'll give you a few over the years that when I heard they died, it really just kind of like, it shook me. But Chris Farley was the first one. And that was like 1997. I think I was like 12 when he died. And I remember when I got the news just being like, no, no fucking way. Because that he was such a big star at the time. I mean, he was in his prime. And it was just this weird sadness. But then in the weird, weird little back of the, your, your head, you kind of had like a, man, I don't know why, but I'm not oh, that surprised. Good A buddy of mine, comedian Brody Stevens, when he died, RIP, that guy was the best. Look up Brody Stevens comedy on YouTube and enjoy you got it those are some brody isms he he committed suicide uh 49 years old this was a couple years ago 2019 i want to say 
And uh, when that happened, it was I was totally devastated. Everyone was devastated. But I remember talking to a lot of close friends and other comedian friends, and we were all a little bit like, when it happened, in the back of our heads, we were just like, oh, it was kind of like a, oh, Brody. Like, you know, we were he, he's a guy that was open about his depression and, and mental health and some of the demons he was fighting. So when that happens, it still sucks, though. You know, because you were kind of like, fuck, we were always, this was always a worry. It was always a bad feeling in the back of your head that maybe this person could do something like that, kill themselves. But then when you saw the work they're doing, you're just like, nah, it's not, not going to happen. And then when it happens, it really sucks. Um, yeah. So Chris Farley, just because he was such a big ball of energy, this guy, and so funny, so funny. He was part of the best cast of Saturday Night Live. He, I think the best era of SNL. Um, may, I mean, maybe that early 70s. Everyone always gives the original cast a ton of credit. And don't get me wrong, they were great. But to me, that mid, early, I don't know, what, what 91 to like 98, I guess, that run, Farley, Sandler, Spade, Phil Hartman, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Chris Rock, like probably a couple women in there too. Um, no, there were some really funny ones, but like, there was just so many just heavy hitters. Norm Macdonald, that one was rough when he died recently. It was pretty rough, but Farley, you always know a, a person and especially a comedian is really special when all these other funny people are just like, he's the best. And they say that, you know, and, these, and a lot of these guys are competitive. You know, everyone wants to be the funniest. You know, a lot of comedians pretend like, oh, I don't care. I just want to do my thing. Isn't it great? We're all just telling jokes, having fun. And, you know, there's a little part of them that's like, I want to be the, the funniest. I want to be known as the best. And I want to keep getting better so I could be, you know. But they, every one of them, hands down, was like, nope. Chris Farley. This is the funniest guy in the room. And everyone knows it. He had that magnetic thing where when he walked into the room, it was all eyes on him. And this was, this was a guy who was in the room with tons of other people. You know, he, he was, he walked, he was the giant amongst comedy giants. Other giants were like this fucking guy, you know, it's, it's just, so when he died, it was just <laughs> it's tough. I don't know. Comedian deaths are always really sad. And I'm not just saying that as a comedian, I mean, I wasn't a comedian at fucking when Farley died when I was 12 or whatever. I mean, it was hilarious, but it you know, wasn't like a, in my job yet but um yeah because when you think of them you instantly smile you know um like like dramatic actors you know you're, you're touched by their work so when they die it's it's a bummer but like when daniel day lewis dies i'm gonna think man that sucks but i'm not gonna instantly be like oh all this joy was just sucked off the planet no he's a tremendous actor who i'm sure has a lot of people who love him dearly I mean, he's probably one of the greatest act male actors of all time, for sure. But again, it's it's not going to hit you this way. Robin Williams, who's also a great dramatic actor. Robin Williams is another one. Chris Farley was the first celebrity death I know that really knocked me on my ass. Williams was probably the most recent one that really got to me. Um, where yeah, it just made you like just reflect on all his work, and and I was lucky enough to just meet him very briefly. I just shook his hand and said, you know, big fan and all that, and he's really nice and cool uh but yeah something about comedians in general but robin williams was one and 
because he had that range, that body of work where you could think back to just all the hilarious roles, not, not just his stand-up, but like the movies he'd been in. And then you could also reflect on the dramatic roles that were so powerful. I actually rewatched the movie Dead Poet Society when I was all cooped up um, over Christmas with COVID. And I don't know, I just was flipping around and it got recommended. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't seen this movie in a while. And a lot of it's like, Jesus Christ, but um, it's a good, it's a good movie. Um, and his performance is fantastic. And, and his message as a teacher is great. And, you know, thinking outside the box and just questioning and trying to become free thinkers and, you know, go for your, chase your dreams and all that. And that has such a powerful ending, that movie. Um, even seen it. Uh, skip the next minute. But uh, the one dude kills himself, who's a student, which is fucked up because, like, his dad, they went to this boarding school where the parents just own the kids. Where they'd be like, my dad said I have to do this, so I have to do this. And, and you know, I have kids, so I hope they trust my wisdom and all that shit. But I also hope that if I'm a complete prick and I'm ruining their lives to the point where they're even thinking about suicide, their alternative would be like, fuck you, dad. I'd rather they do that. I'd rather they say, hey, dad, how about fuck yourself? How about this is my life? You know what I mean? And yeah, I'm still under your roof, but you're making shit real fucking awful right now. Is that the type of dad you want to be? I would respect the shit out of that. My kids came at me one day with that. I hope they never see this clip because they might bust this on me way too early and in the wrong context, you know? But yeah, so then they blame Robin Williams, the teacher, for what for the kid's choice to kill himself when it was really 100% his dad because his dad wouldn't let him be an actor. His dad was like, you will be a doctor. Your mother and I sacrificed a lot for you and you will be a doctor. And he was like, I love acting. At no point, though, did the kid, there should have been one scene though where the kid's like, I don't want to fucking be a doctor. You know how hard that shit is? I don't like blood. Like, make something up. But instead, he was just like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then he just realized he would never be happy. And so he killed himself, which is obviously horrible and really dumb in that situation. Like, run away. There's so many other options, you know? And uh, the school, they, they needed to blame someone, and they're not going to blame the parent. And even when that was insinuated by one of the students, they're like, this is fucking dad. They were like, how dare you? You know, because all the other parents were like, how dare you blame a parent for the kid killing himself? It could never possibly be that when really that's probably a lot of suicides. You know, shitty parents probably starts there. But being a parent's fucking hard. You know, there are times where you have to yell, but then you have this moment in your back of your head where you're like, fuck, I hope that didn't, I hope I didn't yell so hard that it fucks them up going forward. You know, you get a little bit of that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, As far as, let me think. Any athletes dying hits you hard. Kobe's death. I was never, I was, I liked Kobe enough, but I wasn't like a big Kobe guy. But I remember his death just being like, that's fucked up. You know, the way he died too, being in a helicopter with his daughter who, I, that, that's what was crazy too. When someone dies where it feels like they're getting talked about a lot, I felt like I'd been reading about Kobe every other week for the 10 weeks leading up to his death. Like he'd won an Oscar. And then there was this viral video of him and his daughter at a basketball game, and she was like a really great player, and him going on Kimmel being, I'm a girl dad, you know, I'm I don't you know, I don't have any sons or whatever, but that's fine with me. Um, or maybe he does, but anyway, he was just really like this everyone was talking about how he's really reformed himself as a great dad, and he's really taken on retirement well and all this shit to the point where people forgot about the big scandals with the guy. Um, but like, yeah, when that went down, it was just like, fuck, man. Just a second ago, this guy was everywhere. I'm sure there's some other deaths I'm not thinking of right now, but um, other comedians, Patrice O'Neill's death sucked. Greg Giraldo, 
Um, a lot of my comedian friends, you know, Samantha Berkman, who's been on this podcast a few times, she passed away. Fuck. It'll almost be a year at the end of April or in May. Fuck. I can't remember when it was. It hasn't been a year yet, but I, I know that's coming soon. Um, yeah, that one still sucks. It'll always suck. Sam was the best. Um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 so again, this, take anything from this episode of the Joe Kilgallen podcast is that you never know. You never know. So be, uh, let's try to be that. So look at but Betty White. This what started with Betty White's death. Take her example. Try to be the person that when you die at the age of 99, think about this. She died at 90 fucking nine. And the general consensus from all different walks of life. This isn't strictly like old gay guys are heartbroken or, or women or old women or no, it feels like across the board, pretty strongly across the board. Obviously there's going to be haters, but across the aisles, political doesn't matter. Relig different religions, different what they are across the board. Like, Oh, too soon. Like, you know what I mean? No one's actually said too soon for a 99 year old, but people are like reacting kind of that way. So try to be that person, be the person that when you die at 99, people are still a little bit like, what could, oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? They're not even, they're so heartbroken over it. That just shows what kind of impact she had. Everyone who worked with her, nothing but great things to say. Anyone who ever came across her, nothing but great things to say. And that's a hard look. That's a hard thing to do. You have to work on that. Um, but I, I think that's a, it's something to aspire to. I'm sure there's people who have come across me. They're like, Joe, you're a piece of shit for a stretch of time. You know, um, I always like to think I'm pretty good to be like my bad. Um, but yeah, you know, that's definitely it's something to aspire to, to be the person like a Betty White. What would Betty White do? Think about that. And then think about young Betty White, like I talked about earlier. And think about that ass. And now we're, now we're cooking. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, here's some shows I watch. I binge on a lot of shit. Um, hold on a second. Oh, my fucking back has been killing me. I need a new chair, guys. Subscribe to the Patreon so I could buy a new fucking office chair because this, you know, I'm not leaned back enough. I'm like lean forward and I get hunched over the mic and it sucks. Uh, so let me lower the mic a little bit. Although it's covering my lips and I got like a fucking zit forming on like the corner of my mouth. What a shitty spot to get a zit by the way the corner of your mouth you know the ridge of your nose is bad any spot where you can't pop the zit or it affects your eating or anything like that it's a bad that's bad zit placement right there and it's enough to question your faith into any kind of god where it's like why why there you know what's the point also like i'm in my like i'm in my 30s shouldn't be getting zits anymore there really should be a cutoff I feel like if you zit past 30, you should be able to go to a doctor and be like, what the fuck, man? Huh? Do something about this shit right now. This shouldn't be happening. Am I dying? It just feels like there's certain things that need to go away at certain ages. And zits, that's one of them. So here are the shows I watched. I saw Spider-Man, by the way. I need to talk about that. Spider-Man No Way Home. See, it's, I don't like taking two weeks off the podcast. I missed so much good things to talk about. You got No spoiler alerts, but phenomenal. Um, it did all right, quick spoiler alert, just for a minute. I'm going to tell you why I started watching this show. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Daredevil from the Netflix show makes a quick cameo, okay? And then, all right, you guys are back. You're back. No more spoiler alert after this. 
So I got inspired to watch Jessica Jones, you know, New York City. And then, the, you know, I was thinking to myself about all those Netflix, Marvel Netflix shows. And uh, I only watched the first season of Jessica Jones. I really liked it. So I went back and watched season two and I'm like halfway through season three, getting really into it. I like her. I like her a lot, you know. But there are times where I'm like, are you this big of an alcoholic? You're drinking all that much. It's, it's a bit much. Then I got into Peaky Blinders, finished season one of that. Uh, real short season one's like six episodes or something like that. Love that. Great show. I'm going to get that haircut. I'm due for a cut. I'm getting Killian Murphy's haircut in Peaky Blinders. Killian Murphy, by the way, great Irish actor. Good story about that, about how he got that role. He met with the guy and the guy didn't like him for it. He's like, I just didn't, I couldn't picture you as Tommy Shelby. I imagine that's how the director talks or the creator. And, you know, they met and he just basically was like, well, I might not feel like the character, but I could be that character. And then he like sent him a text later that night going like, remember, I'm a fucking actor, which I love that because his whole thing is just like, dude, I don't, I could, I, I'm, I'm supposed to act like the person. I don't need to be that guy. I don't need to be that guy walking around, you know, like the way Tommy Shelby does. I don't need razor blades in my hat. Like just it's acting, which I love that about that. Cause there are some people out there who are just like, they forget that you were pretending to be somebody. They kind of have this whole thing. I, I get that with casting. You want someone that looks physically like the person potentially, but they don't have to be that guy. Uh, no, he's a cool dude. That Killian Murphy. He's not on social media at all. Killian Murphy, everyone, look him up. You can't. Not on social media. And they asked him, he's like, that's for children, isn't it? And he said, I kind of like in a way where I'm like, ah, I'm on it. But it's funny. You're making fun of me a little bit because I'm on this shit. But I get it. So that show's pretty great. And then I was also watching Modern Family, which is, I know, it ran off the air recently. They did like, what, 10 or 11 seasons. But I've only seen like 20 episodes of that show before I started binging it recently. That show's amazing. So funny. First episode, the gay couple, they adopt a daughter from Vietnam. So they surprise them at the end of the episode. Like, look, our baby, our adopted baby. And they're all happy and stuff. And then the one guy, Phil, he asks, what's her name? They go, oh, Lily. And then he goes, isn't she going to have trouble pronouncing that? Get it? Because like Asian, when they speak with an American accent, have trouble with the L's. Like one of the best Christmas movies of all time, a Christmas story. They go to a Chinese restaurant at one point and they're singing Christmas carols and they're saying, fa ra 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 because they couldn't say full a lot. You know, so it's just like a little joke about the accent. Back when you can make fun of accents and good nature and it wasn't like a thing that was going to tear you down. But uh, <laughs> so that's a hilarious joke. This baby's name is Lily. Is she going to have trouble pronouncing that? As if that's like an inherent thing and not just a fucking accent that got developed. Anyway, great writing. Uh, so, yeah, I've been really into watching that show. But you know what kills me? Is there? there's parts of... I, I, to go back to Jessica Jones real quick, everyone. And, and this happens in a lot of superhero shows. It's in, in X-Men. It's a big theme in X-Men because mutants are taking over. Humans are scared. Which that's a big part of it. I get that for X-Men. But there are parts in Jessica Jones... Where they're like, oh, you're one of those soups, you're one of those superheroes, one of those freaks. And in my head, I'm like, if superheroes were real, if I met someone and they can move shit with their mind, I wouldn't be like, you fucking freak. I'd be like, dude, that's awesome. Really? You could do that shit? And this guy over here could shoot lasers out of his eye? Fuck, man. I am jealous. That's so cool. But in TV shows and movies... The average person is like, get the fuck out of here. Why can't you be mediocre like the rest of us? You fucking freak. They, they treat them like they're the piece of shit. When it's like, no, I'm awesome. Sorry that you can't be awesome too. 
but there's no reason to be name calling. Yeah, I would just like to write that one time, write the scene where the one guy's like, we don't want your kind around here. And his friend's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? They're, they're really, she's really strong. She could punch your face in. Why are you being a dick? Oh, don't you think they're the worst people that they're freaks in nature? I'm like, I don't know. It seems pretty badass to me. She could jump off a building, land on her feet and not be hurt. Like, I don't know. It just, it seems dumb. And as a guy who's been getting more into comic books lately, and I love obviously the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that shit just, there, there's some movies that still, MCU doesn't really do that too much, but there's some stuff where I'm just like, why the fuck? In real life, that would never be. But then there are people who are like that out there. You know, you ever fucking see these people where you're just like, you would be on the wrong side of this. You would be one of the people in the X-Men who wants them all to go away. Do you not understand that? You're the bad guy in this shit if you think that way. I don't know. There's a lot of fucking assholes out there like that. Here's something, though. I I, I was talking about fucking celebrity deaths earlier. And the message there was just like, you know, it always shocks you when it happens. But think about the people close to you when they die and how much that really affects you. I got to say, send out some condolences to uh, a great couple who were big supporters of stand-up comedy. I mean, they would go to like 50 live stand-up comedy shows. I'm probably understanding that. I bet they went to at least 100 live stand-up comedy shows a year. I wouldn't be surprised if they went to two comedy shows a week. For 50 weeks, close to 100. This wonderful married couple, um, Donna and Randy. Uh, I feel bad right now because, <coughs> excuse me, I've obviously met them so many times. Consider them friends. Donna, I'm sorry. I do not know how to pronounce your last name. I think it's Butner. Um, well, Randy uh, sadly passed away uh, a week or so ago. I want to say in between Christmas and New Year's. And uh, it, it sucks because. I don't know how he died, um, but it uh, just a good dude, a really good guy who, you know, you have people who, when you just picture them in your mind, when I picture Randy, I just think of him a big smile and Donna, same thing. There are some people that like their names get brought up and you have that stock photo of them in your brain. And with those two, just big smile. I mean, they love comedy in Chicago comedy in particular. And as a comedian, I, I speak for all comedians when I tell me tell them how thankful I am for them and, and all they've done for us and, and supporting our shows and buying our albums and all that good stuff. And Donna, my heart goes out to you. Uh, such a great guy, Randy was. Um, I hate to say it in past tense; it feels so surreal. So uh, anyway, just my condolences. Be good to each other out there, guys. Uh, take care of one another, one one another, and and you know, and, you know. It's, Right. I, it's weird. It's a comedy podcast. And I got, when I have to get sentimental, I, I always feel real awkward about it, but you know, it's a, it's a short existence. Like the Irish say, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. So, uh, have, have fun out there. Take care of each other. Be good to each other. You know, let go of the anger. Let go of the anger. You know, I'll give you an example. Chicago public schools closed, which, which bums me out. You know, I'm, I'm not happy about it. Um, but then I saw these people making posts and I'm like, you don't even have kids in this school system. You're not a teacher. Why, why is this angering you so much? You know, uh, they're like, well, I'm angry for the people. You, that's a bad way to live. That's a bad, you're going to end up in an early grave. Okay. Speaking as someone who's has a notoriously bad temper and who's working on it, you don't want to be that guy. Okay. So be good to each other out there. Like I said, have some drinks, go skinny dipping. You know what I mean? Masturbate in the morning and at night. 
have fun out there. You guys are the best. Thank you for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Cheers.